Welcome to ESG Energize, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here is your host, Delfina Govia. This is Delfina Govia, your busy business boss, executive, strategist, and transformational leader whose mission on this show is to educate, engage, and energize the global community on topics of sustainability and ESG. Today, we are fortunate to have with us Dr. Robert Kester, Chief Technology Officer for Emissions at Honeywell. Dr. Kester, welcome to the ESG Energize show. Hey, thanks for having me, Delfina. Excited to talk to your listeners. And I'm excited to talk to you as well. We recently had on Lee Abrams from Honeywell, who was representing your renewable fuels efforts and talking about SAF. And I am always excited to have somebody from Honeywell on because I also have spent some time talking to your your, uh, chief sustainability officer, Evan Van Hook. And what I want the audience to know is that Honeywell is not only providing incredible innovations in products and services to the oil industry, they as an organization internally are dedicated to sustainability and ESG. So Dr. Kester, I'm excited to have you talk to us today about methane. Can we can we go down that path since you are the chief technology officer for emissions? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and it's good timing too because yeah. it's uh, so hot these days. Yeah, I know. Um, it why why are every why is everybody so pumped on this topic? I know, you know, but I do have a growing academic following. So let's help the the younger folks know too. Why is it such a significant contributor to climate change? Yes, what most people don't realize is when you think about global warming, uh, there's been a a huge conversation around carbon dioxide, CO2, and and how that contributes. But until recently, um, you know, I don't think people have really understood methane and how it's actually a a worse pollutant. It's about 25 times worse for for global warming than CO2. And how is that? 100-year period. And so it, it, you know, it absorbs heat. It, its heat capacity is is twenty five times worse over a hundred year period, and and so, you know, the other advantage of methane and, and why there's so much excitement about it is its its lifetime in the air is is less than CO two, so it's one of those gases where if we can can address it, we can reduce, um, you know, the amount of molecules going up. We can actually, you know, see effects in in our lifetime and definitely in our kids and grandkids lifetimes. So it's an important it's an important uh, topic for the industry. A, a big source of methane is of course the oil and gas industry and and when we've looked at it at, at, at Honeywell, we've actually identified a huge problem in this in this area around methane leak uh, management. And so we we've been developing a a lot of solutions. My my group in particular has some some pretty exciting uh, solutions that we'd love to share with your audience today. Oh, let's get right into that. So, give hit me with one. Yeah. So so you know what we've launched just this year a, a couple of different things. We call it the Forge Sustainability Plus uh, software solution. It's a an enterprise wide uh, software platform that you know essentially can feed up. 
a real-time um, emissions data and provide all of your direct emission data, your scope one emission data, your scope two, and then we're also looking at expanding it to include your entire supply chain. So this is like providing real-time actionable data. But the the challenge we see in the space is there's just not a lot of instrumentation that can provide this data. So leak management today, it's a very offline process. It's out of the operations, environmental groups, you know, walk around with, you know, and we do it at Honeywell too. Um, you know, until recently, mm-hmm. we have our Excel spreadsheets and, and our guys are walking around with, with manual tools where they're inspecting thousands of joints with sniffers, you know, devices yep. to yep. detect leaks or these, these handheld cameras looking for leaks. And then they go to their Excel spreadsheets and type in numbers to, to figure out, you know, how long the leak was going and, and how big it was. Right. So it's just incredibly cumbersome. 90% of, of people's time is spent on reporting and, and trying to find these leaks. Yep. And then you're only left with 10% of the time to actually fix them. And then after fixing them, well, what are we going to do to, you know, hit our, our ESG commitments in operations. So when we looked at this, we saw, you know, just a huge opportunity for disruption um, through deploying technology smartly. So we've also launched with this continuous monitoring technologies, both hyperspectral cameras, we call the the gas cloud imaging technology, um, which essentially completely automates the handheld cameras. You install them at sites and we can visualize an alarm as soon as a a leak occurs. And then just this year, we've launched an IoT device. It's essentially a mesh network of of point sensors that completely replace the sniffers. So you deploy these Coke bottle size sensors. They're wireless, battery powered, and can detect methane leaks. And then we combine it with some weather data, anemometer data, and now with our analytics, we can locate in real time where your leak's coming from at your site, how big the leak is, and start prior and and also how much is emitting. So now you can start prioritizing your teams instead of trying to find the leaks. Now they're spending ninety percent of their time fixing leaks, managing emissions, and so I mean that's a it's a win-win for the environment. Now you're reducing less methane, but you're also able to, um, you know, improve your operations, your bottom line. Whatever methane molecules aren't leaking from the site that stays in the pipe, you can actually, you know, deliver to your end customer and improve profitability of, of your operations. Well, what about predictive analytics? Is that a, a, a piece of the puzzle? The business intelligence yeah. predictive analytics. Yeah, so our group within Honeywell, we're part of the process control group already. So like Honeywell's been deploying their sensors and software for improving um, operations, you know, predicting maintenance issues, you know, optimizing process. Through the deployment of this technology, we're actually able to start thinking about it from a process control perspective. And that's what gets exciting. You have a continuous stream of data now you can apply predictive analytics, start looking at maybe some early indicators of things that were occurring within your process 
that may have contributed to an emission event. Mm-hmm. And so that that starts opening up. I mean, it, we're really taking emissions from being treated outside of the process. We're moving it into the process. And now you can start doing a lot of these cool things about predicting. And, and what if you could avoid an emission entirely mm-hmm. just by looking at these early indicators? And and that's what gets me excited is let's start with this monitoring layer but then start thinking about well, what are all these other things we can do within operations to reduce, um, you know, industrial, you know, carbon footprints. So I'm going to hit you with two observations. One is uh, is nice, and the other one is not is not going to be so nice. So so get ready. I'm I'm going to butter, right. I'm going to butter Lay you up, and me. then I'm going to and then I'm going <laughs> to whack you between the eyes. Now, so one of the things that we talk about, you've my listeners have heard me talk about on this show. Uh, previously, and something that I've talked about, you know, for the 40 years I've been working in the oil industry, is one of the frustrating things is when you have outsiders come into our industry and try to sell us stuff, and they don't really understand us. They don't really understand what we do. This is an example of Honeywell that's been a fabric of the oil industry since I can remember, uh, coming up with solutions that already that already fit in with the the technologies the the tools that we have the process equipment that we have in place uh, from Honeywell for for many years it's an extension of that it seems what is what I'm observing so um, now I'm going to hit you with this question this all sounds really well and good um, I'm buying I'm buying what you're putting down but another thing that we've talked about on this show is there is a recognition and a frustration that when we're talking about methane mitigation, when we're talking about the tools, the technologies, um, the, the systems that we put in place, the sensors that we have to put in place, especially when you're talking about multiple types of sensors going into, into facilities, there's a huge price tag associated with that. And what it does is it allows the bigger organizations that have the money to do this to take advantage of innovations in the market, but it leaves the little guys behind. It leaves the smaller companies behind. So it sounds really wonderful, but the price tag can be daunting. And I would like your reaction to that. Yeah, no, and and, and that's a good observation. I mean, that's what we noticed as well, especially if 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 emissions are still kept outside of the process in a very manual way, right? What we see is, is you know, regulation or corporate goals. Um, you know, throwing more people at the problem, it's not very scalable, and it just creates a burden on industry, yep. both the big operators as well as the mom and pop shops. Right? I mean, if you have to dedicate entire resources towards finding your leaks, that's very expensive. And so, what we're excited about, and what we've been able to demonstrate through you know, early adopter pilot programs and whatnot is, you know, it's what we've seen is, is actually a, a win-win both on the environmental side, but then also on the profitability side that by deploying this technology, there's, you know, you, you can't get around it. There is an upfront cost with this, but we've been able to show paybacks of, of less than a year wow. with this technology that, that through deploying it and keeping, you know, product in the pipe, we're improving efficiencies of these sites and then treating it more as a, a part of the process. Uh, you know, our customers can optimize their process, uh, both from an overall throughput, but then also 
uh, an emissions perspective. And so there, there really is a case to be made through the deployment of, of you know, this technology, this, you know, our Forge Sustainability Plus package that, um, you know, we actually make operators more profitable and better in compliance and then, you know, better for the environment. So it, it really is a win-win for both the industry and the environment. And how does Honeywell help the smaller companies get wrap their arms around us? Do you guys go in and consult and? Yeah. So that's one of the things that, that we've also developed in, in our go-to-market you know, strategies as well as we've recognized, like, like not all operators are the same. Right. And so what we've tried to do is, is really decrease, you know, barriers towards the adoption of, you know, digital technologies, um, as well as, as methane monitoring approaches. And so we'll, we, we offer this up as part of our E360 service package where we'll, you know, introduce starter kits. We, we can literally provide a complete end-to-end offering where we deploy the sensors, we'll monitor the sensors, and then the smaller shops literally just want to get a report saying, okay, where are my leaks? And so I can send my guys out to fix them. So we can do all of that. And then for the, the you know, some of the bigger operators, they, they don't want that full service. No. They'd rather just manage it themselves. So we can you know, offer that as well. So what we're trying to do is be, you know, flexible towards the needs of the industry as well as our customers and make sure that we're maximizing, you know, the value we can provide for them, especially around this important topic of, of, uh, you know, greenhouse gas uh, emission reduction. So I'm going to ask you to send over to me some links that we can put in the show notes so that people can access additional information um, other than just going to Honeywell.com if there's some additional links that we can put in the show notes for people to, to be able to, to learn more and perhaps uh, get, get some help. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We'll make sure we, we, we provide that. And, and you can even, I mean, you know, our website is, is pretty uh, easy to navigate. So, you know, if people are interested in this, this technology, they can obviously go to Honeywell.com. And then, like you'd mentioned at the beginning of the show, too, we, you know, I'm focused a lot on the um, overall GHG, you know, emission monitoring, methane monitoring um, uh, aspects, as well as, you know, reducing overall emissions from a, a site. But we also offer a host of of other solutions, right? Because like what? what we really want to, yeah. So what we really want to <laughs> do is is partner with our customers as they are working on their own commitments towards net zero. So you know we'll tell them where their current carbon intensity is, but then offer up a suite of solutions. Like I think you'd mentioned our sustainable aviation fuel as one of them, but we also have you know, what people don't realize we have, you know, carbon sequestration technologies, right? We also have green hydrogen technology. We have electrification uh, technologies. So, so what we, we really do is, is we want to partner with our customers. We want to walk with them on their journey towards net zero. And, and we also practice what we preach, which is, also exciting, right? Like exactly. I mentioned like our sustainability or environmental guys are, 
you know, using their Excel spreadsheets to manage it. We're starting to deploy this this automated offering at our own facilities now to, uh, you know, make them more sustainable, improve operations, right? Yeah. And then we, we also have our own chemical plants and, and the, where we produce chemicals. So we're deploying our whole um, suite of technologies because we have a corporate commitment of net zero by 2035. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're going to show our customers, you know, how we're you know approaching this, and and then partner with them and and help figure it out for them as well. Yeah, you're you're walking the talk, the old saying, right? Yep, love it. So, okay, Doctor Kester, I'm I'm going to switch gears on you just a little bit, uh, and and just finish this this part of our our discussion by saying repeating that it is much easier for us in the oil industry to work with organizations that that get us that understand us that are actually a part of us right so it's i I appreciate that piece of the discussion but now i want to know a little bit more about you um i i know that you you got your doctorate here at rice university in houston texas um what brought you to houston was it for the was it to get your phd and then where'd you go from there to get to where you are now yeah absolutely absolutely so uh uh, that's my background is, is literally school, um, brought me to, to Houston, but I mean, Houston's home. We, we love this area. I graduated from Rice and, and actually out of my PhD work, I, I founded a, a company called Rebellion Photonics that, um, you know, was focused on this, this same issue of, of leak detection, utilizing these hyperspectral cameras. Um, and then, uh, in 2019, Honeywell acquired my business, which was exciting to to join a, a company that you know can complement this technology and grow it even broader. So you know, I've been an entrepreneur. Now I think I'm more of an entrepreneur within a, <laughs> a massive company. But um, you know, it's it's exciting to see the global reach. How we can expand not only these cameras, but then add. Um, software uh, layers on top of that, other sensing technologies, like you'd mentioned. I mean, Honeywell is is a, a you know part of the the fabric within the oil and gas industry. It's a, a trusted partner, and so now now I'm part of this entire emissions um, uh, you know initiative over the the technology side of things. So figuring out what are the right technologies to build out to complement what our customers are doing and, and really offer up a unique um, uh, solution to solve their problems. Are you seeing a, an, an uptick in adoption of these technologies stronger and or weaker in different regions of the world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 been pretty unreal, especially over the the past decade, just to see some some very large mega trends that are actually pushing adoption globally. Um, I mean, there's things uh, around regulation, which obviously, you know, in the U.S., there's there's you know some pretty significant regulations coming down that are driving adoption. We had the Inflation Reduction Act which passed, which placed a, a price on fugitive emissions, right? For the first time ever, there is now a price on, on methane that's leaking, uh, you know, and it's just going to keep, keep ramping up. Uh, so that's one thing you also have 
have uh, GHG reporting requirements, which have changed, which are now going to force operators to use empirical methodologies for their greenhouse gas reports. So in the past, they were able to use emission factors. Now, you know, EPA is starting to signal, okay, we need quanti- you know, some kind of quantification, right? And, and that's where this technology can come in and help o- operators in, in obtaining their empirical data for reports that are coming. So these are like regulatory megatrends, but then you also have, you know, companies in, in their shareholders and in, in making commitments around net zero in, in, you know, like OGMP um, consortium, you have, uh, you know, OGCI, right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's, uh, uh, you know, COP28. I mean, there's a lot of, of, you know, internal um, commitments companies are making to address this issue. And that's where, you know, we, we just see this as, as continuing to ramp up. And it can't just be policy driven in like companies saying they want to do it. They need technology providers to also team up and develop the next, the next levels of, of technology and devices that can help them achieve these goals. We, we really want to help enable our customers to hit on the goals that they've already created. And, and that's exciting. We don't have to like educate them much um, on the, the, you know, big picture uh, problem and what they're trying to do. What we're doing is trying to educate them on the solutions and technologies so that they can achieve their own commitments. Well, you said a really important word. You said team up, right? So that's, we're seeing a tremendous amount of uh, cross-company, cross-industry, cross-government collaboration to come together to solve these challenges that face us. Well, Dr. Kester, I'm going to ask you then to do one last thing for me. I like to shamelessly plug, I, I already mentioned Rice University, but I like to shamelessly plug one particular university here in the great state of Texas. Would you join me in plugging the Cockrell School of Engineering at the University of Texas at Austin? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, as you know, both both of my kids are, uh, they're going to, to UT. So, so, you know, my alma mater is Rice, but uh, we also like University of Texas and and uh, a lot of the great things they're doing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So thank you thank you for that, Dr. Kester. Thank you for joining the ESG Energize show, and hopefully we'll get you back on sometime in the future. All right, thanks, Delfina. Join us again next week on the ESG Energized podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.